It is time for Super Crosstalk, and Scott Kaplan is here, and we start with a bit of controversy. Oh, controversy? Yes. yes. Yesterday when I was walking out of the show, I gave Cap a tap. I saw that. What what I consider to be a love tap. Like, hey, see you later. I thought so. And Cap, many, many people are upset with me. They felt I was overly aggressive and that I offended you in some way. What say you? Could not be more wrong. Well, your face said you were surprised at the very least. No, I mean... It may have been a little hard. I don't remember what was going on. on I I was was looking, so I whacked him on the shoulder on my way out. I just said, have a good show kind of thing. But but I'm a touchy-feely, bring-it-in kind of guy. Yep, me too. And so every time like we see each other, there's always like a weird little tapping kind of a thing. It was not as weird as when Sliwa tapped Trudell on the shoulder while Trudell was peeing at a urinal. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> no, that's way worse. Yeah. And, and was, that and, urinals are no contact zone. Yeah. And, I, and Sliwa admitted to it and after you don't, the fact. And by the way, you never have to shake hands in a urinal. Oh, no, like if you no. walk in, shaking hands is off the table. So yeah. if I walk in and Michael's Just in the urinal, hey. I'll go, hey, Michael. I'll go, hey, Ireland. And, and no we'll gl- go about our business. And no glances left or right. But John Ireland, here's the thing. <laughs> Whether it's the Circle of Trust or the Mason and Ireland Mafia, right? These people, you people, yeah, <laughs> are always trying to create a controversy out of everything. It's as if Chris Morales has like two hundred people working for him. It doesn't right. it? Yeah. Right. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Wait, is Pepe still there? Yeah, he is. yeah turn he's on still your, here. Put your headphones on, Pepe, and turn on uh, turn on his mic. Go yes. ahead, Cappy. Yeah. He can hey, hear you. Hey, hey, Pepe, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Go Hola, ahead. como esta, amigo? Muy bien, amigo. Okay. Um, how's your stomach treating you? Fine. How's yours? Well, not so great today. Oh, my what, God. What, did you guys share a stomach ailment you or something? He pulled off. We went to the hotel and disappeared for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That story. Yeah, well, I, I think that's that's smart management by Cap. That he knows <laughs> yeah. exactly where he's got to pull off. Pepe, do you, like me, carry in the back of your car an extra three-pack of underpants? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. But, but, but Bla- it will, black it, underpants. But, but, but it will happen. It yeah. will happen. Pepe, right now on YouTube, I'm going to show everybody. I got a brand new three pack for you. Oh, They're right here. Beautiful. Okay, I got a I got a three pack for Sedano also because I want him to put these in the back of his car. These are the best <laughs> underpants I've ever had, and every grown man should have in the back of their car a three pack no, of on, black I, I, underpants. Actually, it's the exact opposite. Every grown man should be able to not poop on themselves in the car that you know once you start doing that 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 is the beginning of the end michael oh, isn't oh, it yeah definitely but Pepe, you you have a hotel you pull off on the side of the road in a 405 oh, let, let me tell you whatever you say all of you okay you're gonna get to a to an age where That's you're right. gonna think yeah but cap Pepe and cap were right but cap okay. is like 30 years younger yeah, than okay you. but but it doesn't make any difference <laughs> i mean you guys i mean they don't understand cap they, no they don't a, they don't okay just, just they don't. What are but you Pepe, gonna, what are you Pepe, gonna listen do? to this. So um, there's a there's a uh, little Mediterranean restaurant on Chapman Avenue in um, in Orange County, and I was desperate. I was absolutely desperate, Pepe. I had to pull off and go to the bedroom, right? And so I walk into this little Mediterranean restaurant. And I walk in and I'm like, um, hi, you guys, can I borrow your bathroom? They're like, uh, that's not cool. You know, like you're going to walk in and just use our bathroom. So I put in an order for like chicken shawarma and then they gave me the key to go to the bathroom. Well, as it turns out, after using the bathroom, 
Then I got the chicken shawarma. I got in my car. And I you proceeded. had to go to the bathroom again. Not exactly. <laughs> oh. Not exactly, but that's what you would think. But I proceeded north. Well, now, as it turns out, because they have a great bathroom, Pepe, now I stop there almost all the time to say, A, thank you for letting me use your bathroom, and B, let me get a little of that shawarma. There you go. It was so, the beginning so, of a new lifestyle change for right, you. Right. So sometimes you find a great bathroom, but you get the extra bonus of finding some good food there, too. That's right. What's chicken shawarma? What is that? It's just a way that they cook like thigh chicken thighs. It's like shaved almost. Yeah. Uh, hey, Sedano, biggest surprise at the trade deadline to you was what? That Wiseman got traded. Yeah, I know. They gave up on him. Yeah. Um, I, I former thought, I former thought, overall number two number pick two. in yeah, the draft. Yeah, I thought right? that if they were going to eventually trade him, it would be in the offseason when they potentially could get more. But yeah. they basically traded him for spare parts, you know, like... How do you survive that? Um, well, look, I think I'm a big believer of if you do think it's truly a mistake, then get off it as quickly as you can. So, I mean, I think that they gave it a shot. He, look, I talked to Steve Kerr enough during these games that I've done with them over the last year and change. And he said this. He needs to play. This is a tough environment for him to get playing why, time. Why didn't they play him? Because when they did play him, Michael, it was a disaster. And they're it trying to win games. Bad. It was Michael, it was a complete disaster. Okay, he was one of the most like net negative players in the entire sport. Is that more offense or defense that defense. he struggled? He his offense was totally fine. Like his yeah. offense was he, defensively, he was. You watch if you just watch him, he was lost out there defensively. Um, so Michael, I, you don't know anything about basketball, by the way. Listen to my man George. Why don't you stop being a jerk face? <laughs> no, I'm serious. Okay. I'm, I'm defending you. I'm telling you. No, you're being Michael, a patronizing. Michael, a-hole is what Michael, you're being. you don't know anything <laughs> about basketball. No, Only by the way, how did Maxi Cleaver do last night? Being a patronizing. How the Dallas Mavericks do really good on defense? Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, Cleaver. Uh, how many blocks does the Cleaver have? He didn't play didn't a jerk play face. <laughs> by the way, I'm totally stealing jerk face. That's a good one. Yeah, he uses it all the time, especially with you. Did you hear that, Pepe? He said Maxi Cleaver's as good a shot blocker as Alonzo. I did not say that. I said that he's good at defending the rim because he only allows 58%, which is an elite number. It doesn't mean that he has to block them, Michael. Pepe. It means that he doesn't let people score. I, what oh do you not God. understand? Did they not teach arithmetic in the Bahamas? Pepe, have you ever seen Maxi Cleaver play defense? I'm never going to go against my Latino brother. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Out of fear that he's going to yell at you. Um, Pepe's used to it. He grew up in a Latino household, unlike you. <laughs> That's right. I Maybe you should have. You'd be more in line. This is Sedano's indoor voice. All I know is this. Michael, yeah. I'm with Sedano. You don't know jack squat about basketball, so please stop. Please. No, yeah. I'm learning, no. though, but I don't see Cleo ever play defense. But Ask Jason Kidd next time you talk oh, to him. Please. When was the last time you talked to Jason Kidd? Uh, Six years ago? Yeah, at least that. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> hey, Sedano, uh, all the, the five guys the Lakers are bringing in. By the way, the funniest part of that, that Michael yeah. said it was at least six years ago, Jason Kidd was here like three years ago. Right, <laughs> and, and he won a ring. Yeah. Um, well, he was in the bubble. I didn't see him. Any, any The bubble was no- perfect for you. You should have gone. Any no. notable uh, impact guys between D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Mo oh, Bamba. Oh, listen, they're all, uh, well, Mo Bamba the least of them. But I would say that. And Devon Reed, I think, would probably be the least yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, well, that's play. true. I forgot. Yeah. He, he may not even be around. But the what I would say is if this roster was the Lakers roster in October, I'd say they're a playoff team. Like, they're a top six seed. But it's a lot to ask of these guys to form chemistry and say, we got to overtake to get to the six seed. Because here's the number. I did the math. They got to go at the very least. Okay, if these teams just play to their averages. So, right. for example, the Clippers right now, the six seed, they've won 53% of their games. If they win 53% of their games the rest of the way, which is another 13 wins, yeah. that's 44. For the Lakers to get there, they have to go at least, because they have to 
beat them by one game because they've yep. already lost the season series. Yep, yep. They have to go at least twenty and seven to be the six seed. That's a lot to ask. Yeah. Um, and tonight probably isn't going to help. But that Mike, card. as you say, no, and not. you had to do it twice in your Let's, career, you say joining a team midseason is not that hard, no, right? Not if you understand how to play the game. If you can't, it's smart. So how do you do it? Well, it's easy now, Pepe, because as you see, watching these games, none of these teams have, conf- uh, you know, uh, what is it? Um, they weren't any plays. Yeah, they don't have all these kind of plays you got to worry about. It's all set a screen and shoot a three, so it's easy to adjust now. Michael, so funny you sure. say that, I though. I think defense yeah. is the problem. Go ahead, go ahead, Cap. But, Michael, I heard you talking about this earlier, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've always wondered about. When you're watching an NBA game and a coach has a huddle happening yeah. and he's got a whiteboard yep. and he's drawing up a play, mm-hmm. I've always thought to myself, Wait a second. They're making it up on the fly? Exactly. That would be like being in an NFL huddle and the quarterback in the dirt goes, okay, yeah. you go here yeah, but and they're out. not making it up you, on the fly. Kind well, of, the, I, I brought this up earlier with uh, Ireland. I was comparing my era to today's coaches and the way they coach now, George. When Pat Riley would call a timeout, Pepe, Pepe was there. The, he, we would sit down, Pepe, and, and he would sit down immediately with us and say, okay, uh, let's run five out. Let's run a fist up. Let's run a one out. Let's run a two, two down or something like that. He didn't sit out there for 30, 40 seconds drawing up plays because we had all the plays in our heads right. that we needed to do. Now, you're right. Every coach does it. You'll see him out there with a whiteboard, and they're like drawing up plays. Yeah, well, what ends up happening is, to your point, they take 30 seconds or 40 seconds to huddle with their coaches right. to figure out what play they want to run. The players know the plays for the most part. The but plays. I don't see no plays. There aren't as many. Out of timeouts, there are plays, okay? There's a reason they're called they're, that people chart ATOs. But I, to your point, they're not as sophisticated, no. perhaps, as they were during your era. I will give you that 100%, yeah. no doubt. But there aren't enough plays where guys know... To your point, they've played basketball long enough to know uh, what is being drawn up. It's yeah. not like, you know, the Sandlot football where Gabby was alluding to, where the guy, nobody knows what they're doing and they're drawing it up in the sand. Yeah. That's not it either. Hey, let me ask you guys about the one trade I don't understand today, Andy. Why would the Clippers trade Luke Kennard? Yeah. He's a really good shooter. He's under a cost-controlled contract. He makes $16 million a year, and he can shoot the, he kills the Lakers every time we play him. Why trade him? Pepe wants to answer. No, no, no. I'm saying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You're raising your hand. He's waving yeah. to his Bad subjects timing. again. You know, he's practicing I, his wave. Yeah. I'm practicing well, they my got, wave. They got Gordon Highland, who both can shoot threes well. Right. Not like Kennard. Um, yeah, Kennard's like. I a, understand, but I but 44 percent. I think yeah. their biggest challenge with Kennard is he doesn't defend. Right. And I think that they they already have enough. Their weakness is still the same thing, even though Highland and and Gordon are guards. Um, and can handle the ball. They don't have. They need like a real floor general. They need a Chris Paul type, right? Like that kind of player to be able to kind of put them in the right places. To Michael's point yeah, earlier, they gave up on both John Wall and Reggie. John Jackson. Wall's not that either, though. John yeah. Wall is not that. John Wall is a scoring guard who happens to be a really good passer. What about one Russell Westbrook? No, he's not that. Either. Come on, <laughs> like we already on. went through that experience. Come on, um, Clippers, do it. He's going to get bought out. Who's going to bring him back? I don't know. I think the Bulls could. The Bulls, yeah, they're a lottery team. He doesn't want to go there. I know, but I'm saying they have they have interest in him. Mm, no. Um. By the way, I just confirmed with the Lakers. I just texted the PR guys. Are any of the five new Laker or players playing tonight? No, no, no. They got to no. get physicals. And no, stuff. they're yeah. not. Um. The and and remember tonight, there it's an unusual. If you're going to the game, there's a ceremony celebrating Before. LeBron yeah. starting at six forty. And Kareem is going to talk it's at gonna 6 o'clock. Oh, no. Yeah, Kareem's going to talk to the media at 6 o'clock, and Darwin's going to do his normal thing. Mm-hmm. So 
um, a lot of moving parts tonight. It would have been tough to do get you, any. Do you think Kareem will there. mention how much he missed Michael? You know, having Michael around. You know, hey, I got him ready to play every game, Pepe. I, I got him tough, ready yeah. for Bill Lambert. He whooped your butt every hey, day. Here's right? a serious you know, question. I well, I didn't bring that up. <laughs> here's a serious question. When you had to guard Kareem, when you were playing against him, okay, how yeah. do you how do you defend the skyhook? You got to get on his left shoulder, this shoulder right here, yeah, and make him turn to his right, yeah. But uh, if he ever if he ever gets you like. But, sort of like in the middle of his back, minute, and he starts he a motion. Did he turn to his right no, to shoot this guy hook? You no, know, he turned to his left, Ireland. Think no, he turns it. to left, yeah. left yeah, shoulder. You want to get on his left right, shoulder right hook. and make him go yeah. the other way. Yeah, okay. But if he starts, if you, if you get there too late, well, sometimes, but if you got there too late and he started coming across the lane, it's, it's yeah. over. Work is a relative term, like uh, whether or not it works. It'd be like Pepe would, and Gold trying to stop Messi on a free kick. I, I would imagine similar. <laughs> well, Elijah even had a little more shake to him, oh, yeah. obviously. Ooh, so man. that that he, was even probably as difficult as no, not more. He was more. tougher. He was yeah. tougher. Elijah was a monster. So, right. so Michael, how come they don't do it anymore? The sky hook? Yeah. Kareem, because well, it doesn't look sexy. Yeah. Because guys yeah. think it looks kind I of asked Kareem, you know, I've asked Kareem that and he says they don't think it looks cool. Yeah. But Elijah did have, the dream shake is a version oh. of it. Like there's, you know, and it was after Kareem. I don't think, I think people forget hook. that. He had a jump hook. Nobody yeah. had the sky hook. Kareem right. was the last one. Right. But, but it was Guys close. just don't think it's a cool shot. That's why they want to shoot it. And I have another question. How come they forget about defense most of the players because you're talking about this player is not a good in defense this mm -hmm. is not yeah. a good so I, I it's funny i had this conversation when the heat played the lakers um you know we do the coaches meetings and eric spolster who's a good defensive mm -hmm. coach told me like me and jeff and, and mike and mark that day he's like it is impossible uh it's or not impossible he said it is way tougher now to defend than ever because the rules have changed obviously number one so there's less physicality so you can't really like Unless you're going to put it on the officials to be like, you know, liberal in a particular case, there's that. And you have to defend a lot further out more than you've ever had so to defend out now. before. So between the rule changes and the fact that it's more spread out, I mean, you got Dame and Steph and even Clay, right, pulling up from 30 something feet. Like it's, it's hard to cover all that ground. Now. Michael, a fan just asked me a question, and I want you to try and help me answer it. Um, more surprising failure. Okay. The 2012-2013 Lakers, adding Steve Nash and Dwight Howard to Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol. Mm -hmm. So you had all those guys. Middle World Peace was a fist Oh, starter. you don't have to finish that question. Or Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Brooklyn, because all these guys were in their prime. When they added uh, Steve Nash and Gary Payton and Carmelo, they were old men. They were washed up. They were right. basically done. Harden and uh, Kyrie and, and KD were all in their prime. This is the biggest failure in sports history. No question about it. Like, yeah. uh, like uh, no, like... Because even like people will say like somebody I saw on TV today brought up the the Nash Dwight Kobe but Nash was old already yeah, right. like that even though that was a disappointment don't get me wrong right. like, obviously that was certainly up there in Laker lore but the Brooklyn Nets yeah. I mean come on see I'm the opposite uh -huh. I thought that thing was gonna fail from the beginning because I'm like the really? person yeah the personalities together there's no leader yeah but you didn't think they would only win one playoff round I didn't I. And I'm not saying I, I didn't even think that far in advance. I was just like, this is not going right, to work. Right, but think about that level of disappointment. One round? I, I'm telling you, from the beginning, I said this I need to won't. see the receipts. You know what? If you want to go through the old late night uh, happy <laughs> which, hour. Which one has AK and which one has BK on those tweets? I, right. I, 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 always pay, I always pay attention to that. I did not trust anybody in that trio to lead. All right. Most importantly, Michael. By the way, the Suns. Team to beat now? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. we all agree that they're like I've I've been yeah. I've been the one guy who hasn't given up on the Warriors all year. I am now. Oh no, yeah. Cappy, yeah. what do you think? Suns the team what, to beat? What, when is KD supposed to be healthy and back? After the All Star break. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if he comes back and he's healthy, yeah. I mean, you put him and Booker together. 
I mean, and just you know, the other pieces that they've got there, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I would think they're the team to be, and that's the worst part of it for the Lakers. Like the Lakers made these moves, got themselves better, at least on paper. But everybody else in the West and, and got forget, much better. And don't forget, every time a team has a Bahamian connection, they win a championship. Oh, DeAndre Ayton. Uh, no, DeAndre Ayton is Clay so, Thompson. so disappointing that DeAndre Ayton. Hey, yeah, 35 I, and 31 the couple, last couple of games. I, I'd take that disappointment. Right. right. Michael but, last, but they they last literally thing. have to like coax him to play hard. What happened with uh, Buddy? Buddy Hill? He's yeah. looking to shoot. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, did I, he I, win, I did he win a championship? Well, wait. But why didn't they trade him, man? I mean, that's crazy. Okay, Michael, last thing. Do you think you and I can find a way... To work jerk face into the game. Oh, please do that. Tonight? Be great. Please do that. That would be great. Mm. Okay, I mean, how can In we honor do of it? Sedano and Cap, yeah. we have to try and work jerk face. Into how about when when uh, if Gian- you say- when Giannis goes end to end and he scores on the Lakers? He goes, you jerk face. <laughs> you traveled. <laughs> All right, stay tuned, folks. <laughs> John, wait a second. Here's yes, an idea. Cap. If you don't want to use the phrase jerk face. You could say something oh, like... Oh, I also use jackface. Right, but you could also use jerk, and as soon as you say, you know, he acted like a jerk, Michael could then, next word, could say, face it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, there so you, you go. put jerk right. face together. We've taken... How do you say jerk face in Spanish, Pepe? I, I cannot there say. Is, I don't there's think there's a, a translation. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, that will be. You have to tune in tonight as Michael and I try and solve that riddle. Can we work jerk? Well, face listen. Tonight may be a re- game. Tonight's game may end up being you try to solve a lot of riddles up there. Hey, where's your confidence, jerk face? <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> all right, Sonato and Cap coming up next. Crosstalk is provided by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all season long. Andy, thank you. Sonato and Cap next, ESPN LA. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You jerk face! Hey, George. Um, I got to have that white jacket you're rocking. I mean, that is like right out of the Pitbull collection, baby. That thing is Mr. You're 305 worldwide. You're such a No, it's hot, dude. <laughs> and if you don't know what I'm talking it about. It is a nice jacket. I bought it for a reason. Thank you. All right. If you don't know what I'm talking about, turn on the YouTube show today, people. Yeah. But I actually, the t-shirt gets more comments because it's a basketball t-shirt. I don't know if you see it. What's the deal with the, uh, with the white jacket? That is hot. It's just a white jacket? I don't know. I do. You don't own a white jacket. I do not. Well, well, you should buy one. I wish I did. Where'd you get that white jacket? I think. Uh, <clears throat> the Lululemon. No, it's like Zara, I think, or something. Zara. Yeah, it's not even like super expensive. Just like I don't know. Yeah, it's Zara, I think. 
I don't know, man. I want to borrow that. I mean, you could. I don't, can you fit in it? I don't know. What size is it? I don't know. What is it, schmedium? No, definitely not. It's pretty big. Is it large? Yeah, I think so. If it's a large. He's going to jack you for it. I'll rock it. See? Okay. Yeah. I will wear it. If it's a large, I will wear it. Okay. If you got a medium, I'm not wearing it. Yeah. So. By the way, did you miss me yesterday when all the hell broke loose? Oh, my God. I mean, all hell was breaking loose yesterday afternoon. You'd yeah. already taken off. Right. So you got me, Beto, and Morales in the studio. Yeah. And now you've left us without a pure NBA analyst type. You got and, and then Woj breaks the news. You right. get a Woj bomb right. 20 minutes after I leave. Yeah. The, uh, the stories, though, after the trade. This is my favorite part of the whole trade thing. I know. I sent you the whole Sam Amick athletic article, him and Jovan Buha, Buha, our friend who was on the other day. I mean, I just love all the stories after the fact yeah. about what you talk about the phrase jerk face, right? How the Lakers are reporting, if you will, to the reporters who are then putting it out for public consumption, how big of a jerk face Russell Westbrook was considered by all of his teammates other than like one guy, Thomas Bryant, and then they got rid of him too. <laughs> they were like, wait, we don't like Russ? And Russ, his only ally is Thomas Bryant, so trade his big ass also. Right. So just, I'll give you like, uh, I, you know, I'm not going to go into like, you know, story time where I'm going to read you the story, but I'll give you the quick highlights of the story Cappy's talking about, Sam Amick and Jovan Buha in The Athletic. Lakers coaches had grown frustrated with Westbrook's recent behavior, and he was known to be upset with being openly mentioned in trade discussions. Both sides were ready uh, to end their imperfect partnership. Uh, it talked about f- assistant coaches with him going at it, Phil Handy, for example, then him and Darvin Ham going at it because of what I was telling you yesterday. Remember the stuff with the official, Natalie Sago, who was telling Russ to get off the floor, that he was taking too long to get off the floor, they were trying to get the ball inbounded, and then the, he was just standing there kind of still on the floor in the corner, and then all of a sudden he was, Russ was getting into it with all the officials, and then Darvin was telling him to get the hell back. So that caused a lot of the drama going into halftime, uh, which then created a ruckus at halftime. A ruckus? Yeah, according to the story, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a fair way to describe it? Like I mean, him and Darvin were going at it as yeah. Sam Amick and Jovan Buha put it in the athletic. Ham went ham. Nice. So. Nice. Yeah. And then him and Russ started like going at it, uh, yelling and screaming at each other. And ultimately, that led to kind of the team as a whole, to your point, just being done with the whole toxicity of the environment. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, listen, if we really go back to the beginning, the, the, when Russ was originally brought to the Lakers, we all can remember, if you're really being honest with yourself, if you're really looking in the mirror and you're being honest about it, most everybody thought this was a great move. Well, I don't know. I think a lot of the pundits, I was not one of them. I think a lot of the pundits initially did push back on that. Let, let's not, let's not, re, you, you, I think the fan base was yes. excited. The yes. The fan base was excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think anybody who knew Russ's um, reputation outside of just what he is as a player, I think every, I think most people were like, how's this going to work? How is Russ going to integrate from an ego perspective with this group of guys. Well, and that was my biggest question because I remember I remember I told you I said I had had a conversation with people in like LeBron's circle, right? That I had gone to lunch and the way they described it to me was, "Oh, we're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to like recreate a big 3, you know?" And my thing was like, "Hmm. 
But if you're trying to recreate the big three he played in, like the big threes he's played in, he, Russ does not have the attributes of the guards necessarily that LeBron played with previously. Um, you know, he doesn't have – while he's he has – some explosion, certainly he's not Kyrie explosive, even though he was very explosive. And he didn't play defense like Dwayne Wade did. And I just felt like, I was like, all right, but they talked me into it. And then I talked to a couple other basketball types, right, who really, there were some players, like former players who also told me, no, it'll work, you'll see, blah, blah, blah. Russ will be able to kind of play. Because remember the thing was, Russ can be like almost like a Draymond Green type, but as a guard. Hmm. That was the conversation back then. And I was like, okay. And then I was, and then we saw it unfold for a couple weeks, and then I was like, "Oh hell no, this is definitely not working." But what I'm getting at is, is that. But you're right. People loved it, Brody, Brody, right, yeah, right. Uh, kid yeah. from UCLA, yeah. kid who's from yeah. LA, yeah. comes home, gonna have a chance to win a championship, and even Vegas loved it because Vegas installed well, the Lakers here, here's as the, the favorite. But Vegas always like, like, <laughs> ticks up the Lakers odds because they know it's easy for people from here to just go over there. They go there all the time. So they do it almost like a sucker bet in a lot of ways. Well, either way, there was a, an expectation that putting these guys together would lead to a championship. We all know what happened last year when Brody was not going to be coached by Frank Vogel, not going to happen. No respect at all. No matter what, Frank Vogel's credentials were. Yeah, it was. It was not going to. By be the ha- way, and and again, this is not a conversation about Darvin Ham at the moment because I do like Darvin Ham. Um, you know, as you know, but I let him call me Jorge. Um, I, I don't let you do that. No, but I wish that you would call him Hamon. But you know that. I, I, yeah, yeah. Actually, I do. I was told what his nickname was when he was with the Detroit Pistons by someone. Tell and me. I'm, I can't tell you on the why because I was sworn to secrecy. Is it is it bad? No, it is a food item though. But um, that's all I'll tell you. But nonetheless, I was told to say that to him, and then he would look at me all twisted and be like, who told you that? <laughs> so I may pop it on him uh, you know, when he's in a better mood when they have some wins under their belt. Well, you're good at keeping secrets. Me, if somebody tells me, no, I got no Yenta, filter. No, you're a Yenta, bro. You don't know how to keep anything. No. This is why literally, like literally yesterday, basically the entire athletic story, if we're going to do this now, the entire athletic story that was written today by Sam Amick and Jovan Buha was almost to the word what I told you yesterday. Yeah, but hold on a second. Yesterday, before this article was written, many people, not just me, were trying to mind read about why right? Anthony Davis was behaving the way he was. Right. But when I tell you, when I te- when I use the words, Cappy, I let's just call this an educated guess. Well, you said reckless speculation. See, there's a difference. Well, it is because it's not a report. So nonetheless, it's going to be speculation. But it is. And then I I, when I kept telling you as an educated guest. But nonetheless, what even when I told you that and you were trying to pin me down to tell me, well, do you know definitively? And I couldn't tell you whether I knew definitively. And I used the out of I didn't speak to the person you were asking me about specifically. And then I also told you. That you you then said, tell me who told you. And I said, of course I'm not going to tell you who told me. Because if I told you who told me, then that person would never tell me anything ever again. Yeah, because I'd blab it all over Correct. the place. Correct. No That's problem. the difference between no you and me. Right. You, you're you a reporter and you're an NBA insider. Not just an NBA insider. I'm not an NBA insider. I just yeah, happen to be around the yeah, NBA and people tell me things. And I'm a blabbermouth and I don't you care. You are a blabbermouth. And, and I could care less. So here's the thing. The Russ story, though. To go from last year where everybody knew 
He was pouting. He was whining. Oh, my God, I'm so offended. Somebody called me West Brick, and my wife has to hear this, and my kids have to hear this, and we could all see it unraveling. Now, this year, what I wanted is I wanted more of the drama. You, no, you were all in on Brody until That's yet. Right. I heard, I saw the Twitter yesterday what, where what literally happened? you were like Mr. Brody cheerleader all season long. Yeah. And then the Sedano and Cap Circle of Trust community was literally mocking you for turning on him the second he was gone. What did I turn on? You are a phony, is what, what did they I were turn saying. On him? You are a big fat phony, they were saying. Yeah, well, that they can say that, but I just. Can you tell me what I did that I turned on? What I'm saying is that there were multiple tweets in the Sedano and Cap circle of trust saying, wow, Russ has been gone for like two seconds and Cap has already turned on him. Well, let me tell you something. What happened to Brody? I wanted Brody to stick around for this reason. Brody is drama. Brody is a disruptor. Brody is a pain in the ass. But Brody showed people this year only for a certain amount of time that he could maybe become a teammate. He could play a role. He could respect a coach, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, but I'll, but I'll tell you this. Did he? I mean, for a little while, I think he did. But I'll tell you this. His behavior the night, this is Tuesday night, his behavior Tuesday night, when Darvin Ham admitted to everybody after the game, we weren't even out there trying to win. We really weren't. We were trying to get this LeBron thing over. But you see, Brody selfish guy that he is, rather than be a team guy and say, this is LeBron's night, on a night where it was all about LeBron, he had to behave in a way that reminds you that he's still all about him. And I'm not saying that he wasn't going to get traded. I'm not saying he wasn't going to get traded. Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Can Can I play devil's advocate for a second? Go ahead. Can I do it after I tell you about the biggest Laker fan, Jacob and Ronnie? Jacob and Ronnie's a very big fan. Oh, I mean, he's, he's got the fan of the night on the on the Jumbotron there. At, he uh, did show off his dance moves a couple weeks ago did. when I was at the game. Better than yours, I would add. I don't know. I mean, that's debatable. No, I don't debatable. know. Debatable. Laura, debatable? Laura, How de- does she know? She didn't see it. Laura, debatable? No. Yeah, see? She didn't see it. Yeah. She didn't see Jacob and Ronnie's dance moves. She did. She did not. What are you talking about? They get the live feed in here in the studio. She didn't see it. Yes, don't she... come at me, bro. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. You don't true. come what at do me, know? sis. I always come at you, and I always win. Don't so be coming at me, sis. Don't be yelling at me. Don't be coming at me, yeah, sis. Always. Watch your tone. I'm Latina, bro. You don't know. I will find you. Hey, I'm Jewish, and you know what? I will hide from you. <laughs> All right. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Tell you right now, if you're watching the YouTube show, Jacob and Ronnie ain't got nothing on these oh, moves. Jesus. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know Martha Wash used to it was the vocalist here, and they didn't put her in the videos because she didn't look the part back in those days. Is that right? Yeah. But she was the voice. This lady was a, like in the video was like not actually singing. This was the female Vil- Millie Vanilli? Yeah, they were like lip syncers. Uh, I believe the female CNC Music Factory was a lip syncer because Martha Wash was the actual vocalist. I would not have known that. Yeah, look at That's that. interesting yeah. knowledge. Now you learn. She, was also, she also did another, there was another group that did the same thing with her. Um, and she was clearly an incredible like singer. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and National Pizza Day. I heard Jorge and the guys on Mason and Ireland talking about uh, cauliflower crust. Cauliflower crust tastes fine to me. I don't. I can't even taste the difference anymore. It's good. I, I love cauliflower crust. Yeah. I'll tell you something else. I also love the gluten-free. I'll order the gluten-free, too. Yeah. I mean, you, you can know? definitely like av- use to avoid some gluten. Why is that? I mean, you know, you've been talking about your weight. Well, I'm, I think I'm starting to do pretty good. I mean, yesterday, yeah. think about this. Yesterday... Buffalo Wild Wings brought in studio. And you didn't eat. These like uh, chicken finger hot dog things. Yeah, I saw that. Bird dogs. Is that what they're called? Bird dogs? Yes. Dude, they look like fire, but I had to fight. And I mean fight hard. Yeah. Not to eat one of those little rascals. Now, you know, my stomach was all out of whack yesterday um, and I wasn't feeling so hot. But did you need any extra underpants? No, I didn't. It was just like nausea. Um, So because, you know, Mateo was sick. So. I had like fever chills last night during the game. I literally was in a fog during the entire Dallas Clippers game. Is there any chance you got Kyrie Irving sick after the game? No, no, I was fine after that. Okay. No, I I haven't had any, any after, because when I got to the arena, I just took meds. Um, I was like, enough of this. In my bag, I had some Aleve and then I was good to go. Okay. Um, But I did not get, why were you, uh, did you, did you watch the Kyrie Irving interview? Is that why you're asking? Oh, you so did. I, you did because you text me afterwards. I did. I did and you text me. You te- <laughs> Go ahead and tell people what you text me. This was your observation of my I, Kyrie Irving I was interview. like, I thought Kyrie Irving was a lot taller. <laughs> you're so stupid. No, seriously. I mean, he's not that tall. He's standing next to you, you little peanut. I mean, there he is. You know? He's like I, he's like 6'1 or 6'2. I thought Kyrie Irving was like 6'4, 6'5. No, he's like he's yeah, he's a small guy for the by let, NBA standards. Yeah. Let me just say one thing about Kyrie cuz yeah. he was here last night. Yeah. I don't know if he's put a big smile on his face and he played a really good game last night. He did play a very good game last night. Because he's a guy who now is essentially playing for a contract, right? Maybe. Um or or he's a guy who now that he's traded and he's out of that environment and he's not like the hated guy in the locker room anymore and the fan base and everything, maybe there's a freedom, perhaps. I mean, my gut tells me that he will infect the Dallas locker room like he's infected every other, but I will just say this. If I never knew who Kyrie Irving was, if I never heard any of the backstory and all I saw was your post-game interview with him, right? I'd be like, look at this good-looking young man. Look at, look at this happy young fella right here. Big smile, uh, polite and pleasant and fun to listen to. It was like the first time I ever found him to be even remotely likable. Now, it was only for a very small sample size. But look at that, George. You made Kyrie Irving likable to me last night oh, temporarily. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad I did that for you. Nice job by you, um, you little peanut. 
That's a good job, Laura. Um, and very quick turnaround. Uh, he was uh, in a good mood yesterday. I don't think there's any question about that. I wonder if Mark Cuban, as the owner of the Mavericks... Well, you saw he brought it in. Yeah. I wonder if he's got enough fame, wealth, notoriety, success, that he, for some reason, might be able to communicate with Kyrie Irving like no one else ever has. I don't know if he can, but if I had to bet on somebody, i bet on, on Mark Cuban versus other owners. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Mark Cuban's... I, I like Mark Cuban a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know if the wealth has anything to do with it, but I mean, I, I think he's he's very affable, sure. I don't know, man. You made him likable for just a couple of seconds. Well, good. I'm not saying I like him. Don't I mean, get it was, me wrong. It was like, don't get it twisted, homeboy. Like it was like 90 seconds, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, was like, he put his arm around me a couple times. I mean, I think that yeah, he felt comfortable. You know, you gave him a fist bump. I saw. I well, I do that to everybody. I don't know if you. Re- I don't know if you ever noticed that, but when I when I interview everyone, I just say to them, "Congratulations," because they won the game. Yeah. No. See, usually my move after a football game is I I call them my man right away. Yeah. No. So like when Kevin Harlan comes down to me and he says, "Let's go downstairs to Scott Kaplan," I say, "Kevin, I'm standing here with whoever the player is. My man. Congratulations. Once you my man them, then they know you're dope." They know you're cool. They know do, you're down. Do they? They do. Yeah. They just like your fist bump. Right. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm I mean, not, it's a move. Yeah. I mean, it is a move. Yeah. I I prefer the fist bump. It's just like an easy congratulations. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like use the my phrase. Man. Once you my man them, they know you're dope. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying, Lindsay? <laughs> yeah. You okay. understand me, girl? Uh huh. Sit down. It's not extra or creepy, so you know that works. Right. Like fist bump. Fist bump's quick, easy. Yeah. You know. Mm. In and out. Yeah. Exactly. All right, where were we? Uh, oh, well, I mean, since we were talking about it, like, uh, we could talk about the West right now. And just, so the Lakers made moves. Uh, we talked about the Russ thing, but the Lakers made moves. And here's the thing. Cappy, if you would have told me this roster right now, the one that they just acquired via trade. The Lakers. Correct. Mm-hmm. If this was the roster in October, I'd be like, yeah, they're like a sixth seed, you know, maybe a fifth seed. Like, I'd, I'd be okay saying that. I just think it's tough right now because of, you know, we talked about this during crosstalk. The math is hard. There's only 27 games left. And the Clippers right now, for example, are the sixth seed, you know, by default because they're in a three-way tie. Mm -hmm. And if they just play at the pace that they've played all season, that doesn't mean they play any better or any worse, which is 53%. That means they win 13 more games. The Lakers have to win one more game than them because they've lost the season series to them and probably almost all these other teams that would be in their way in the playoff hunt, not the play-in. So the Lakers would have to win at least 20 of the next 27. Yeah, it's going to be hard, especially with tonight's game when you know, you're know you playing against Milwaukee and LeBron's not playing. And, you know, listen, I don't know how bad LeBron's foot is, okay? But here's what I do know. Yeah. Um, you're, the, the roster is in flux and LeBron said well before Tuesday, by the way, he was exhausted, but he would be ready for Tuesday. So the mental and physical exertion of going into Tuesday's game and then breaking the record and now having to turn it around a day and a half later and here comes a significantly better team and your roster is going through all these changes, no major shock that LeBron is not available to play tonight, which just on a side note, Tonight, the pregame ceremony that the Lakers are having, uh, no disrespect to anybody because I understand it from a marketing standpoint. It's like, smart move. Uh, Continue to celebrate this as much as you can. But my goodness, I mean, Tuesday night, the game was stopped. The ceremony was phenomenal. It was a beautiful thing to be at. People who watched it loved it. People who listened on the radio thought it was great. 
We're doing this all over again tonight before the game on a night when LeBron's not even playing. What's going on here? I don't know. What do you mean, what's going on here? I mean, really? Again? What? We're doing this all over again tonight? What is what is all over again? I don't know. I, don't know I mean, now there's a pregame ceremony? Yeah, I mean, that's pretty standard, though. I feel like if you break the all-time scoring record... Then well, I don't they... know. How many times are all-time scoring records well, broken? Is I... that so standard? I would say that whenever a major milestone gets hit, they usually recognize it probably the next game. Yeah. Gosh, I wish LeBron was playing tonight. I really do. But I think in, if, you, if I'm LeBron and I'm trying to put myself in LeBron's shoes, yeah. not only was I physically and emotionally exhausted going into Tuesday, but after the game on Tuesday, I'm wiped out. I mean, I am just completely emotionally drained yeah. and I'm physically and by the way, wiped he, out. Here's some of the other thing. How many people bought tickets for both games? Well, yeah. I mean, there's that guy out there who spent $50,000 for a courtside seat tonight, and he can get $50 for it, you know? Um, so I feel for you, dude. But, I mean, I, I wish LeBron was playing, but if I'm, being, if I'm putting myself in LeBron's shoes, I don't want to play tonight because I don't think we can win this game tonight. So I might as well rest. Well, and he also kind of went – he looked exhausted by the end of the last game. Well, that's what I'm saying. Physically and emotionally – beaten down well and the foot thing has been a thing for weeks now i'm not doubting that he's hurting that's not what i'm saying i know I'm what just i'm saying. saying is is that he doesn't think they're gonna win tonight so why go out there and put miles on the tires when you you're gonna have to make this run so you just said the last 27 games right, right so now make it 26 precisely yeah exactly right yeah now by the way you, you take a look at this roster and, and how the Lakers now have brought in all these other guys. Yeah. You said if at the beginning of the season this was the roster, you might think they were about a six seed, right? Yeah, in that range. Because well, when we did the beginning of the season, I said they're, they're not even going to be a top 16. Okay, but here's the issue that they have going forward. Right. You're going to have to get these guys here first. Right, get a little chemistry. Then you're going to have to play on Saturday at Golden State. There's not going to be a lot of time to practice, to teach, to integrate these guys, if you will. George, do you know when Mo Bamba's suspension for that fight is I, over? I thought he got several games, so I'd have to double check. I don't okay. remember exactly how many games he got. So all I'm saying is is that if, if we're at today, February 9th, I'm thinking that it's like after the All-Star break, when we could start to maybe expect... Some people might say hope that this team could go on some kind of a run, put five, six, seven, eight wins together, and start to climb up the ladder. But I will tell you, I was looking at the schedule earlier today. It's, it's I mean, I wouldn't say anything is, is easy for the Lakers, but uh, the schedule is not doing them any favors. Absolutely not. There's no question that they're not doing them any favors. But uh, the West got harder because the Lakers added some players. I like the players they've added. I like D'Angelo Russell in a vacuum. I like Malik Beasley. I like Jared Vanderbilt. And, you know, I think Mo Bamba's pretty good. I think that there's some upside there. I, I, I wouldn't be counting on Mo Bamba to be an impact player because, you know, he wasn't necessarily an impact player when he had opportunities in Orlando. You know what I mean? So, but you know what? But, but Mo Bamba... At least, if nothing else, George. he's got a song. Well, that and and I like or a that. song lyric, right? Yeah. But I think I think also getting rid of Patrick Beverly. It's not that Patrick Beverly's a bad guy per se. He's just a little. It's, it's a lot. He, right. He's 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 a lot of personality with very little game, and it's also a guy who's about six two, who's really not a very good shooter and doesn't really bring a lot to the table. 
versus a guy who's like seven feet tall. Oh, yeah, and he's a former lottery pick. I get it. Like, I have no problem with the. I I just think of of all those guys, I would expect. I mean, maybe I'll be wrong. I mean, because he Wait has a second. What he has, he has probably the like of all those guys. I mean, he was like the fifth pick in the draft, so he probably. Well, Russell was a number two pick, so or three, but the um, like he has probably one of the higher ceilings of all those guys because he's still very young. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I, I just wouldn't count on him. I would be surprised if he makes a huge impact for this team in such a short amount of time. Yeah, but you see, I think on the other hand, the Lakers kind of need him to do something, which is like what they well, have they're AD. Gonna, they're gonna yes, but you know Thomas Bryant was a pretty nice big body to bring off the bench. I'm not saying he was great. I'm just saying he's a yeah. decent offensive player. Yeah. He's not yeah. a very good defensive yeah. player. Yeah. I, mean, I, listen, Obama, I, think, I think what they got with those other guys, particularly Vanderbilt, Russell, and uh, Beasley, is they've got professional players, guys who know how to play the game now. D'Angelo Russell is not the kid who was here before. He's a professional player. All you know, they all you know, None of them are the perfect player by any stretch of the imagination, but they um, are good enough. Um, but the problem is the West... That's, to your point, got way better. No, so, no, that's that's it right there. Yeah, you and just let, nailed let, it. Let, let's let's go to break though. We got a break. Got commercials to play. We do. Yes. Damn it. This isn't commercial free today. Oh, I thought we were going commercial free today. No, not today. Not for the ceremony. Got it. Yeah. Might so, be. Yeah. So we can talk about that on the other side because the West did get way harder, and where the Lakers kind of fall into that, we can discuss in a moment. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Through the wilderness, a virgin. Ah! I remember America was aghast on the MTV Music Awards. I was probably like seven or eight years old. Yep. Because she was humping the floor at the MTV Music Awards. Right. How dare she? I mean, it was the 80s. It was still very puritanical. Yeah. Uh, Madonna was so controversial back then. And now, very frankly, the stuff that she was doing back then, if she was doing now, and be like, come on, Madonna, pick it up. Let's see something. Come on, yeah, let's seriously. go. You know? <laughs> and by the way, Joe Pesci, 79? Yeah. Funny how, Hendry. I don't know. You know, just uh, you know, way, way you tell the story. No, 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 no. You said I'm funny. How should I know? Yeah. What, I'm a clown to you? I'm here to amuse you, Hendry? Yeah. That's you, Freaking though. I love him. You are kind of a clown and here to amuse us in a lot of ways. The rodeo clown. Well, I guess. I mean, at least that's the way you see it. Me, I have a totally different perspective. But I will tell you this. I am currently online right now trying to find that members-only jacket that you are wearing today. It's not a members-only jacket. Yes, it is. I can see the members-only pack. It's a what? It's from Zara. 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 Yeah. I don't know, man. I I anglicized it just for you. Appreciate Mm -hmm. that. And by, by anglicizing it, I had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah. It's a store. No. Uh, anyway, shop, Slee's probably so. seen it because Slee's been to a mall in the last 20 years, I'm sure. Not me. I don't Hello, shop. Slee. What's going on, guys? How are you? Slee, what up, man? Now, now, Cappy, I get a text from... I got three texts yesterday after the Kyrie interview. I got one from you, yep. I got one from Slee, and mm-hmm. I got one from Trudell, okay? Mm-hmm. And yours was the only one that didn't actually... I guess technically it was about the interview, but it was like the least 
relevant about the interview. Like Sleet sent me like, hey, nice job, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Like, and you were just literally your, his, re- <laughs> Cappy, tell Slee what you text me. Go ahead, just tell him. I said, uh, hey, George, um, Kyrie Irving interview. Gosh, I, I thought he was a lot taller than that. <laughs> you know? Because standing next to George, I figure Kyrie Irving's about 5'6". You know? That's it. Listen, it's it's a it's an observation. It's a good observation. I think I was uh, caught up in the first game with the Dallas Mavericks. Walks into crypto, beats the Clippers, and uh, his initial reaction to winning. But I, I could see the observation there, Cap. I didn't think of that, but <laughs> you obviously uh, you did. You hey, little Slee, peanut, Slee. Just so you know, um, if you're watching yeah. the YouTube show on the lower third, there's a picture of you. And over your head right now, I'm just like messing with your head, over over your head on the YouTube. I'm just with my hand. I'm like trying to squeeze your little grape head. Perfect, perfect. All right. So in the interim, Slee, here's my position on the Lakers, and then I want to talk big picture West with you because we only have a couple minutes because we got you on late because Cappy was blabbing. That's not true. (laughs) Um, but. I'm my position is if this was the team in October, I'd say the Lakers are probably a six seed. But now that's a that's a tough ask to try to make up as much ground as they need to. I think they could still be a play in team. I don't think that they they would need to go at least twenty and seven to have a shot at being a six seed right now. I just don't think there's enough time. What do you think? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And by the way, I, I like the pieces they brought in. I think the it's their there's an addition by subtraction. I think it's clear that not having Russ on the team is a good thing overall, probably good for Russ as well. Let's see if yeah. you know he gets a buyout opportunity somewhere else. And I think for the Lakers, okay, you got a 39% three-point shooter in D'Angelo. You get Malik Beasley, who kind of fits a void for the Lakers. And again, somebody that could spread the floor and he'll hit threes. Um, you get... Uh, Mo Bamba, I, I think for the Lakers, it's more just uh, Thomas Bryant's not going to be there. He's a better defensive player. I don't know how much rotation, how, how much you know, um, how much uh, playing time he's going to get. You got kind of these interesting pieces. It, it assembles more of an actual team, but you just hit on it. They're five games below 500. Probably after after tonight, no Bron. Six games below 500. I mean, if you just if you end the season and you're at 500. That means you were playing some pretty good basketball. You gained a little momentum, but that's not going to get you in the top six. I agree that you have basically the Jazz, the Blazers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder um, in front of the Lakers for that final playing spot. If you're assuming the other teams in front are going to get in, if Lakers can't get in with you know those three teams kind of hovering around, then they're definitely not deserving to be a playoff team. I think that's the best they can do at this point. Yeah, but you know what? They shouldn't even be focusing on that. What they should be focusing on is, guys, we have to peak at the very end of the season. So we need to spend the next 20, I'm not going to call it 27, maybe not even 26. We need to spend every game after the All-Star break trying to gel this roster so that we're peaking at the right time, so that what LeBron said the other day, which is if you give me his team and my guys are healthy, I think we can do something in the postseason. That's what they need to spend the last 25 games of the season focusing on, not where they get in, just find a way to get in. I think, Cap, just to play off that, I think you're right about, you know, you want to obviously have chemistry, gain some continuity. That's going to be tough to do. I mean, remember, Rui's brand new to the roster as well, so you're talking about six new guys that you're bringing Mm -hmm. in that are going to have to kind of try to figure out their role. They they have no margin for error. They 
sometimes to gain chemistry and continuity, they could come off wins or losses. They got to get W's. You got to get wins. So they don't have that luxury of, I, I know in a perfect world, what you're describing is, hey, they, they end up in a ninth or a 10th spot. And you know what? They're playing good basketball at the end. That, that's, a, that's a great goal to have. But they can't. They don't have the luxury of playing 500 ball the rest of the way, and they've played five games below 500 through the first 55. So, it, listen, it's going to be a challenge. But I, I'm much. I like this roster much better than I did 24 hours ago. Let's put it that way. Agreed. Slee, put you, putting you on the spot here. Mm-hmm. I believe this to be the case. Do you believe the Phoenix Suns have to be championship or bust now? To this season. Yes, and I and I. I I think sometimes you could look at it and say, oh, you know what, no, this is their first time, this, that. They were in the finals two years ago. Last year they had the best record in the West. I can't remember. It might have been the entire NBA, but I know the Western Conference. They lose to Luka. They get blown out in that game seven. There is no more, like, what's – there is no middle ground here. You just got Kevin Durant. You have an unbelievable lineup. If they don't win the whole thing, I think it's got to be a – it's got to be a bust for the Suns if they don't do it. All right, so here's the thing. While we all may be happy with the Lakers' moves, I, mean, I guess not only did the Suns get so much better, and I think the Mavericks, at least last night, got better. I mean, that's, that's the bigger problem. You guys tell me. How many of these guys will be around next year? Because is this the well, roster? Well, Beasley is a, is got a player option for $16 million. I could see them declining that and trying to sign him cheaper. If not, he's out. Um, I Bamba's contract, I'd have to look up. Um, but he's probably a qualifying offer, if I had to guess still. Um, so you probably have rights to him. He'd be restricted if that were the case. And then um, who else was there? Uh, yeah, D'Angelo well, Russell is under contract, no? Oh, no, he's a free agent. He's a free agent. He's an unrestricted free, free agent. agent. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent. And then who else am I missing? Is there anyone else? Oh, Vanderbilt is under contract uh, for $4.5 million next yeah, year. Yeah, Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep, so I guess my, right. my question really becomes, you know, what they have right now, how much of it will they have next year, and how much of it will they want well, next they'll year? Well, they'll have the ability to decide. Oh, they could also, I mean, granted, this would hard cap them, uh, but they could also sign and trade guys, like, for next year. Like, they, they're, there's some maneuverability with these contracts if they don't want to keep these guys, but my guess is they're at least going to make an attempt to keep some of these guys, depending on how the rest of the season goes. Does anybody here think the Lakers have improved to championship level? No, I, I, yeah, I, I don't think that's like it, it's not fair to even be in to even have that conversation just because they're so far out of that picture. I think what you guys both described about just getting into that playing tournament, honestly, that's kind of the goal right now. And then if you can string off a couple of games, everything else on top of that will be either a surprise or AD's playing as good as anybody in the league. So is Braun, and the other pieces are just fitting perfectly. It's a lot of ifs. Yeah. All right. There you go, Slee. Slee nailed it. Uh, Slee on the spot. I'm trying, Cauliflower- to, cru- I'm trying to crush Slee's head on, on YouTube. Yeah. Cauliflower pizza? Yes or no? Uh, no for me. Um, and I go dark chocolate over. Oh, my guy. My guy. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I you're a child, chocolate. if you eat milk chocolate. I said that you, at this, if you're an adult, you should eat dark chocolate right. at least, you know, because first of all, it's healthier for you. A, it, t- it, it tastes better. Uh, it, like, I can understand you like milk chocolate if you're like my children. Right. You know? you're, you're a child if you have milk chocolate. <laughs> you know, like my kids. Like, oh, can I have some M&Ms or like a Hershey bar or a Kit Kat? I mean, Hershey with almond is still fire. Yeah. Uh, dark chocolate. 
Hershey is good. Special dark. It's good. Uh, Sleet, have a good call. We will hear from you in about 30 minutes. I will stop by and say hello because I'll be in the house today. Sounds good, fellas. We'll see you guys. All right, pal. Bye, Slee. There You're still going to the game tonight, huh? Yeah. I was going to go, but then, you know, LeBron did it on Tuesday, so I gave back my credential. Did you have one for today, for today too? I sure did. Oh, because Mason didn't, right. Yeah, but you know why I did? Because Mason didn't? Nope, because I was prepared. That's why. Oh, because you went in early. Early. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, buddy. Good for you, Cappy. See that? Organization. Pal. I have rubbed off on you in a little bit. I don't know about that. When I get that white jacket, then you will have rubbed off on me. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, you know what we're going to do? Tell me. I'm going to let... I'm going to let you be the outsider. We're going to play outsider-insider. You okay. can ask me all the questions you want. How about that? That sounds great. And I will give you answers. You may not like all the answers, but I'm going to give you some answers. All right, I'm ready. 